Welcome back to the Shadow Priestess Embodied. I'm your host, Kaylin Rakowski, and thank you for joining me today for another deep dive and exploration into your inner world, into your body, the shadow realms, where we will begin to explore some of these esoteric principles and really begin to drop them down into modern day application and embodiment. This is a sacred place where you can begin to truly meet yourself, meet your medicine, and to meet your magic. This is a place of remembrance. Take a deep breath and let's begin. Hello, hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the Shadow Priestess Embodied Podcast. So today, you guys are in for a treat. I am sharing with you my new friend, Nancy, and Nancy is a transformational coach and a Bufu priestess who really specializes in integration. Her passion is to empower you on a road back home to your highest self, and also to live a life of design emotionally, spiritually, and financially through using sacred tools and soul-aligned strategies. And let me just say, this was such a juicy conversation. I left it so lit up, just so inspired, and I know you guys will do the same. So without further ado, let's dive in. All right. Welcome, Nancy. I am so excited to have you on today. Would you please just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about the work you do in the world? I am so excited to be here too. Thank you so much. Um, So I'm a coach. I'm a Bufo priestess who specializes in integration. My passion is to empower humans on the road back home to their highest evolution to their truth and empowering them to live a life by design through sacred tools and soul aligned strategies. So through the last 15 years, I've um, been collecting certificates and doing a lot of work around meditation, embodiment work. Um, And then that kind of led me into uh, plant medicine work. So working with Bufo frequency medicine and my biggest passion is just allowing people to know that they are whole themselves and that there is no other place to look for validation or external, um, things other than within themselves and that everything that you have is within you to discover, to bring your truth and your beauty and your soul self-expression to this world. Mm. So this is why I wanted to bring you on because I feel like our work is so aligned and Mm. truly what I believe and what I noticed for myself on my journey is you know, the whole time I was trying to like ascend essentially, right? Like I wanted to go to the higher realms. I wanted to, you know, download more information. I wanted to connect with things outside of myself. And it got to a certain point where I found the real integration, the real embodiment, the real magic happened in the descension. And it happened when I really came back home to myself and my essence and my body and my innate wisdom. So I'm curious to you when you're talking about really coming home to yourself, what does that mean to you or what does that look like? So for me, it's first becoming the observer. I think that without becoming the observer, which is just 
the person that is observing your actions, the person that goes about in your day-to-day life and witnessing, um, you know, what, where you're stemming from, what kind of practices you're doing, what kind of intention you have in your life. I think by practicing meditation, by um, just even practicing mindfulness, we start to become the observer of our lives and we start to really notice where we are in disharmony. And then from there, I feel like doing a lot of that inner child work, I know it's talked about so much, but just doing that shadow work to release any of the masks that we've kind of put on ourselves to hide from this world and to shine out and and know that that these things and these experiences that have really happened to us to kind of mask our our truth, mask who we really are for protection are just that. They're just masks that we can take off and that we can unlayer and then we can reveal the truth of who we are, which I feel at the purest form is just love and light and beauty. And with all of these um, modalities that I've kind of, dabbled in through somatic practices and embodiment work you start to really notice the kind of dialogue that's in your in your realm um that you're saying to yourself that you're um pretty much preaching to allow yourself to like let go of all that and really get to the depths of knowing who your truth is and knowing who you are at your core Yeah, I love that. And I would agree as well. I think the first step to really the pathway home to yourself or coming back to your essence is awareness. Everything has to start with awareness because without awareness, it's like you don't see it. You have no choice. You have no power to actually create change. So I love that you're talking about really becoming this witness of your life. Now, for some people who maybe are newer to the path, you know, haven't been like deep in this work as yourself and me, it's like, what would you recommend if they're like, Hey, like, I don't even know where to start. If I'm trying to cultivate awareness, how am I identifying, you know, like what is trauma or what is my conditioning versus like awareness of truth? How would you Mm -hmm. tell them like to, to see the separation between that? So I think that I always go back to, and are you speaking about like, like your intuition or your fears and truth? Well, well, I'm talking, what we're talking about, like what it looks like to come home to yourself, like, and to really like be a pure, like emanation, like of your essence of your truth. And to people who are new on the path, I think it's very like what I hear, I guess I should say for my clients is like, I don't even know who I am. I don't even know who myself Mm. is. Awareness. How do I know if this is me or if this is my conditioning, upbringing, trauma, protection? Do, do you see what I'm saying? Totally. Now, I, I, yeah. So for me in my own path and for what I've worked with clients on is when you start to embody like a practice, like a meditation practices or embodiment work, I feel like you know what the truth feels like in your body and the separation from um, the fear and the projections that you put on yourself, I think can become aware. You can become aware to them when you step back and you 
look at whether this is like feels like expanding or contracting. So when there's something that happens to you and it feels like a contraction and there um, is fear involved, I feel like all of that is from programming. All of that is from past experiences in your life that you've um, gone through that has shaped you to stay in this safety and have this protection layer around you. I honestly do believe even through my like, through my Bufo journeys and through everything that everything that we are internally is love and anything outside of that, the fear, the safety mechanisms, anything other than that is is just programming. So for me, when I sit with something and I'm trying to figure out like, is this coming from my highest self? Is this, is this an awareness from that? Or is this an awareness from programming? I always feel into my body, whether it feels expansive and it feels like more and it feels light. And, and it does, and it doesn't mean that it has to feel comfortable because sometimes expansion feels uncomfortable, but um, but when you feel like it's contracting and making you smaller and keeping you safe, that's when I feel you can notice whether that thought or that programming or that belief is coming from your highest self, from your truth, or from the conditions that you've kind of placed on yourself through your experiences, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I love a couple things I want to highlight is. I really believe too, as you're sharing, like the real path to enlightenment, like for lack of a better words, but like the real path to really like enlightenment and coming home to yourself is removing the barriers between you and everything that isn't love. I 100% agree with that. And also, you know, what you're saying, what I want everyone to take away from this is that like alignment and coming home to yourself isn't going to be the thing that always feels the best. And it's not always going to be the thing that is the most comfortable because, you know, it's like that quote, and I'm probably going to say it wrong, but it's like, we'll choose a familiar hell over an unfamiliar heaven over and over and over again. So as you are really like removing the layers of conditioning of programming, et cetera, like there is an unraveling process that can be uncomfortable. But I think what you're sharing about the feelings in the body versus, you know, trauma conditioning versus intuition for me how I see it is that intuition comes to you in like a soft subtle way there's mm -hmm. no emotional charge there's no like you have to do this thing you need to do this thing it's more of like a light suggestion like hey like wouldn't this be cool mm, maybe you should try this but there's a neutrality in the system there's a neutrality in the body right it's not like you're going to hear something you know let's say like from a trauma that causes an emotional like spike or activation in the body. So it is very different that way where you can kind of tune in and just notice like, what are the sensations in my body? Like, where is this coming from? You know, is there a sense of urgency? Is there a sense of comparison? Is there, you know, a time crunch on this? If there is, then guess what, sis? That's not your intuition because that baby's limitless. And she's like, oh, sweetie, like if you don't do it in this lifetime, We'll try again later, right? So there are different ways that you can begin to like tune into, you know, which voice is really um, leading the show or where the information is coming from. So I love that um, you touched on that as well. So 
after someone has this awareness or becomes witness to their lives and to their patterns and just kind of who they're being in the world, what would you say is the next step to really coming home to yourself after you begin cultivating awareness? I would say it would be doing that inner child work, doing the shadow work, really bringing, like shining a light on the characteristics or the things that you don't really like about yourself. Because I feel coming back home is true acceptance of all parts of you. And I don't Mm -hmm. think that we can really come into our truth without being radically honest with ourselves. I see so many times people trying to really push away or deny parts of themselves because they feel that they're not lovable or that they're not the most beautiful pieces to them. And I think it's the raw truth of getting into, you know, those, those paradigms and those programs that were created as children, because I feel that every paradigm or a context that we think, like whether it's, I'm not good enough, or I am too much, like there's, there's so many different things that I feel like we attach to these beliefs as a child that really affect the way that we show up. And if we're not, so first awareness to, to, to know what, um, this feels like in our body, how these, uh, these things come up in our lives. And then it's like really unraveling this and digging into this and opening up that box that you kind of don't want to look at and saying, whoa, like there's, there's some shit here. And I really need to, in order for me to be free, in order for me to not, put on these layers of masks of protection and actually get to my truth, you really need to go and dig in that box and see what's there and shine that light on it because it will control you. It will control your behaviors. And, you know, a lot of people aren't really aware of this, that, you know, you do these sort of things and these, you act in certain ways Um, And it's all stemming from these belief systems that are not serving you anymore. So I think that that would be the second step is really doing that shadow work and digging those old wounds up and not from a place of staying stuck there, but you need to go there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely will agree. And I think that so much of like our personal power or expression or what we're really wanting to lean into or embody come from integrating the shadows it comes from really going into the places that you're so fucking terrified to look at and i say it all the time like i think your greatest power is harbored where you keep your pain like that is literally where you are going to really retrieve that and i don't know if you notice this either but so many people come to me and they're like i want to do like soul retrieval like i want to retrieve my soul and like we hear that a lot. It's like mainstream. Like that's the cool thing to do. And like, how do I do that? How do I do that? I'm like, do fucking shadow work. Because the minute that we address our shadows, energetically, what's happening is as you release the conditioning, the layers, the falsess, like all the shit that you have that isn't yours, you actually create the space for your essence to come online and to be embodied and expressed. Like that is the pathway is diving into the places that you're ashamed of that you're afraid of 
fuck, maybe the parts that you don't like about yourself. Like I am super impatient. I'll own that. I don't love it. And I have to like, look at that sometimes. Sometimes I can be a bitch and I have to like, look at that. But like anything, like there's a duality, there's like a polarity to this. So there is a low expression and a high expression. And when we do the shadow work, we actually can find where these certain parts of our personality, because they are, they are part of you, right, can actually be alchemized into a light expression and to actually serve you in your journey is what I find time and time again. Do you find that? I love that you just said that because I like I agree wholeheartedly um and I use the coin like it's there's a characteristic there's a personality trait that has two sides of the coin Mm -hmm. and like you said you can really like I can be a control freak in some ways and when like (laughs) and when it's expressed in a way that's too much it's out of balance but when it is you know expressed in a way that's in balance it actually serves me so i think that every single person when doing the shadow work it is going to benefit you because you can say okay this is out of balance for me and you can be in that awareness of what that looks like in your particular life and that particular characteristic and then you can shift it or you like you said you can come into acceptance like it's 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 actually really hard for people to be super truthful with themselves and their shadows because you've denied it for so long that to look at it um it's hard but it is the thing that will set you free. And if you do embody it, it can be actually used in a very positive light in your life. Yeah. And it's I just perspective. Thread why I'm having this thought. Cause I think this is so important. So what I see time and time working with my clients is they always want to find, you know, the root cause. I, I have to know the root. I have to know why I'm a bitch. I have to know why I'm impatient. <laughs> and once I know this thing, then I can fix it right? Mm. But then what happens is we become so hyper-focused on the thing that we're literally just feeding energy. We're feeding energy. So what I invite my clients into, I'm like, what if instead of trying to fix this thing or get rid of it, you just took it into self and accepted it as part of you? That, hey, there are some times, I'm just pulling on this thread because I'm using these examples that, hey, there are some times that I am a bitch. Hey, there are some times that I'm impatient. But instead of rejecting it, and trying to get rid of it, I just took it into self and I loved it and I accepted this about myself. And then noticing where in my life that that expression or the low expression of that comes out and then choosing a new response, choosing something different. That is the quickest way to alchemize, you guys. Like you don't have to find the root, you don't have to know why, just simple awareness and acceptance of the thing is enough to begin shifting it. Because then you have the choice where, hey, I can worry about trying to fix this thing and solve it, or I can become the type of person who steps into the solution and begins living that way. Which way do you think is fucking easier? Like, like it takes way less time. And that's the beautiful thing. So I think kind of the map that we're giving you guys is like, you have this awareness, right? Then you begin to do the contemplation, the shadow work. Where does this show up? How does this show up? Then from that, you actually begin to move into choice and integration where you get to choose this new response. You get to integrate a new way of being, which leads to embodiment and expression. Would you, would you agree with that? Yes, absolutely. And I like how you said that 
um, basically you don't want to get stuck in the shadow. I see people wanting to get stuck in that victimhood because they don't feel safe. They feel safe being the victim because that's who they've been their whole life and they don't want to shift forward. So then they keep, they, they're stuck in that, um, idea or that memory or that, and it's, it's not that it's, you know, I, I have compassion for whatever ha- has happened, but again, you need to move forward. There needs to be a solution. Yeah. You can't just keep revisiting this. It's it's good to revisit it just for the awareness of it, so that you can right. transcend it and transmute it into something different that actually yeah. serves you in your life. And yeah. yeah, I think that what you said is so true. That there's that choice, and it's that choice is so important. And I think that choice is what gives people either the, oh my God, this isn't working and I've hired this coach and I'm not, it's like, there needs to be work put in to to want to change. And I think that a lot of people protect themselves because they're actually scared of their success. They're scared of becoming the embodied version because that's not where their comfortability lies. They want Mm -hmm. to stay in that comfort zone and it's uncomfortable because it, they don't know who that person is. They don't know yeah. who that person is becoming or what they're capable of. And, you know, I find a lot that people are scared of their success. They're scared of, of who they are when they're unapologetic and bold and in their power. And it's, yeah. it's, that's another layer of it that I work with people on is, you know, activation, activation of their voice, activation of who they are in their power and what that looks like for them, because it is a choice. Mm. I love that you touched on that because everyone's like, I'm so afraid to fail. Like, why aren't you, why aren't you falling forward on your desires? Why aren't you following your intuition? Cause I'm afraid I'm going to fail. And honestly, that's a lie. Nobody's afraid to fail because if you fail, guess what? You're sitting in the same exact spot that you're in, that you're comfortable in eating bomb bombs, like being the victim. You love it there, <laughs> right? You're not afraid to fail. You're afraid of what happens if you're truly successful. Who am I? You know, how are my family going to like receive me what about my friends what is this going to mean like you're more afraid of your success than you are of your failure and people will fight you tongue in tongue for that because they'll fight you for their limitations but what I see working with hundreds of entrepreneurs is like that's the truth they're afraid of like what's on the other side of that and I think the beauty in it is is that like that's part of the journey right like doing the and being absolutely terrified and what is on the other side for you if you are being called for more or if God is calling you to be initiated is far beyond anything that like you could ever fathom but it takes you making that choice that like I desire this more and it's going to catalyze me out of this current comfort zone like you get to this point where I think you're almost tired of your own shit Like you're like, okay, the discomfort of saying the same is actually beginning to outweigh the discomfort of the fear of my success or the fear of my too muchness or the fear of my bigness, you know, but it's like that point. And I love that, you know, there are some people who I will say like are very good at this and are deeply in their sovereignty and like will choose to just like leap into the expansion into the unknown. But, you know, I see most humans as creatures of habit and creatures of comfort. And usually they'll wait till something gets so freaking uncomfortable or painful where you lose the job. You know, the guy dumps you, somebody dies, you know, something terrible happens to essentially make you move. And 
what I want for everyone listening to this is to really begin like cultivating that choice. So like you can grow through pleasure versus growing through pain. Absolutely. That's another piece to, I think the road back home is like allowing yourself to be in pleasure, to have fun while you're doing this work. Like there's, there's so much of that. That's beautiful. And that like, you know, we, we start to, I don't know, we start to get into this zone of like things need to be hard or things are, you know, whatever the, if that's programming from your past, from your parents, from schools, it's like everything is the trajectory of this uphill battle to like get to this pinnacle point of success. But it's like, what if in the journey you just had so much fun and you just went towards whatever you're des- you desired and that made you feel good in the moment? And if you just worried about doing that every single moment and being present, you would be happy. It's not this like, you know, goal in the future to gain success or this future thing that, you know, that it doesn't exist. It's in this present. And how do we choose to live every single day in that pleasure? And I think so many people start to, you know, like they're just so disembodied from, from their pleasure from, and I think even as women, I can go as far as saying that, it was almost taboo for us to be in our pleasure, Mm -hmm. our sensuality. Like I know when I was growing up, it was like, you know, as soon as, you know, I started getting boobs and like, you know, I couldn't be friends with boys anymore because suddenly I was this sexual person that like I was labeled to slaughter. I was labeled whatever. I'm like, dude, I've been friends with boys since I was four. I have two brothers. Like I'm not, you know, and it's, it's so interesting how, um, yeah, how we can get shamed out of our own pleasure, especially as, as women. Yeah. And I, I mean, we could go into a whole separate podcast (laughs) about this because this is literally like my fucking jammy jam. Like this is my domain, (laughs) but you know, this, I want you to listen if, if this isn't your jammy jam and like, you're kind of a woman who is so afraid of her sexuality and her pleasure, like, please know that like what you're experiencing we experience on a mass collective level. Like there Mm -hmm. is an individual wound, there's a collective wound around this. So if you're feeling like activated as we're talking about this, like please know we see you and you're not alone. A A woman's sexuality, her pleasure, her sensuality has been demonized on purpose, right? Because Mm -hmm. a woman who is that deeply rooted in her sexuality is deeply connected to God. She literally in a conduit for source to literally move through them. And the churches knew this. And that's where they're like, oh no, we're going to call them whores. We're going to make it where they can only have sex with their husbands. You know, we're going to shame them so much that they are so afraid of this part of themselves because a woman who was that deeply in her sexuality was deeply rooted in her power and she couldn't be controlled and she couldn't be manipulated. Hello, the witch hunts, right? Like there was a reason behind all of this. So as you embark on this pathway back home to yourself, one of the most fucking radical things you can do is to reclaim your pleasure, to reclaim your body, to reclaim your sexuality, because there is so much just juicy gold waiting for you as you lean in and open those feminine channels of receptivity and your communion with God. And I'll just leave it at that because this is not the conversation for this, but I love all of it. I think we could do it because I'm so passionate about that too. Um, Being diabetic too, like my mom 
I don't know, like so energetically, I was born with diabetes and energetically my mother. So if you look at like where, like the pancreas, that's where your solar plexus is. That's your center of pleasure. And I feel like I come from um, a lineage of women who are not expressed in that way. And yeah. that started to embody my own my own mechanism, my own being. And then when I started to relieve myself of these shackles, I'd put myself on in to, yeah, like just cut myself off from pleasure and not just sexual pleasure. It's just like sexual pleasure yeah. and pleasure of life and joy. It's all around the same thing. You know, yeah. it all stems that creativity, that um, everything it's, it's, it's so beautiful and it's so needed, especially in women. It's like how we cultivate life, like yeah, literally look at ancient teachings. Cause you know, I, I really disagree with a lot of like the new age spirituality, especially, you know, when they're like, Oh, like, you know, spiritual people shouldn't care about like their outer beauty. Like, you know, you should transcend that. Like it makes me want to barf because I'm like, no, that's like, putting you in a box. Well, and if you look at the goddess, we adorned the fucking goddess, right? The goddess was, she had jewels, she had gowns, like she was so in her sexuality and people would literally come to temples to watch women be an orgasm because it was so fucking sacred. Like, but now it's demonized. So it's like the, the script has been so flipped. And like, if you're a woman who's like, oh, like, like you're just so turned off by this conversation what I would encourage you to do is really like invoking more of your femininity and feminine energy you know whether you do this through dress and if hey if dressing sexy is like not your jammy jam like start with maybe you wear like a lace bra under your shirt like no one has to see it but you like you're cultivating that sensuality maybe when you're in the shower you know instead of you know you can't see me but you know rubbing this body wash on you so aggressively and hard and fast you slow it down and you feel your body and you caress your body maybe you dance right maybe you put on some red lipstick you put on some jewels like and just notice the frequency shift in you when you do those things and I'm not saying you know you have to do this every day but just notice as you play with this energy what energy begins to awaken in you and your system it's literally fucking incredible Oh, I love all of this because there, I was that spiritual person back in the day, like five years ago. I, I, I went from being super like, <laughs> yeah, well, well, no, at first I was super chachi. I was like, okay. Like I was all into getting dressed up and putting makeup on like in high school and stuff. And then yeah. when I, and then when I was on the spiritual path, I started, you know, my meditation practice became a meditation teacher. I almost, I put myself in another box and I didn't yeah. even realize it. I was like, oh, well, I guess these type of people don't care about makeup and don't care about these, um, you know, getting dressed up and feeling sexy. And then when I thought about it, I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm just putting myself in this spiritual little box where I'm not allowed to put lipstick. And I, I'm like, I love that. I love being my creativity. I like also being in my pajamas and showing up home, like half homeless. Like, oh, you know, yeah, just, girl. Like, yeah, like, I'm like, I sometimes feel sexy in my like pajamas, okay? But sometimes I like to like put on my lipstick. I like to put on my heels, go out and just feel that beauty you know and it's i feel it's a sacred art to like 
put on makeup and to, to dress up. It's like a expression of yourself, of your art, of who you are. It's so beautiful. And it, it comes back again. Like I always like come back to the goddess. Cause I'm very like, I'm very in tune with like the goddess and the priestess path, but you know, a priestess knows that her body is a temple. So wouldn't you put the most beautiful clothing and wouldn't you oil your temple and wouldn't you, you know, place jewels upon it, et cetera. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, there's so much that really gets activated. You, you get in a certain frequency just by doing that. And you would be amazed, but just by cultivating that frequency, then the ideas, the inspiration, the relationships, like the whatever are magnetized you, to you because you're just so in your essence. You're so in your femininity, right? And totally that is agree. part of the beauty of being more feminine than masculine is like, you are in receive, like you receive, you're in flow. Like you don't have to work hard. Like you were talking about, you don't have to force anything. It's a completely different way of living. And I wish that for all women because yeah, I will never go back. <laughs> I'll never go back. <laughs> all right. So I know we're getting a little bit, we're getting all over the place. So I want to reel it back in. If there was one person or one thing that you could tell someone who was listening to this, who is really like, gosh, I just, I feel so lost right now. I don't feel like I'll ever find my way back home to myself. Like I'm never going to get over this trauma. Like what is the one like nugget of wisdom you'd want to give that person? Ooh, hmm, let me think about this. One nugget of wisdom. that they're perfect where they're at, mm. that nothing needs to change except for their acceptance of self. I love that. I love that. That is so beautiful. So mm -hmm. beautiful. Well, yeah. I would love for you to share with our listeners where they can find you. So if you don't know Nancy, you want to connect with her, you know, where's the best place? Do you have any current offerings? And yeah, I'll also link all this in the show notes, you guys, but I'd love for you to have an opportunity to talk about it. Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram. So my page is awaken underscore avenue underscore. And right now I'm doing one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions and I'm in actually this podcast was perfect because I'm creating a program called the road back home. And yeah, and it has all of the modalities that we talked about. So it's going to be a container that I, um, that I am putting out there and yeah, it's almost finished. So I'm super excited. I also have some quantum leap meditations or some free, uh, free things over at my page there, my Instagram, you can go to my the link in my bio and yeah, I'm just, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so grateful to you and your wisdom and your love. I just, you're like a shining ball of light. And I just loved hanging out with you today. And it just felt like you were one of my BFFs. So thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> uh, well, I will receive that with so much love. And I loved having you on as well. And maybe we can have part two and dive more into sacred sexuality and our creativity and opening those channels because I think we could have went on a whole side tangent oh, into that but totally yeah. I was like yeah 
this is where my jam's at. And you're like, this is where my jam's at. I was like, sweet. Everyone's always like dying away from it. I'm like, let's talk about sex, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. I talk about all the type of stuff. I talk about sex. I talk about money, which, yeah, that's like another tangent. I feel like, I don't know, do you like, Talking about sex and money, or like I don't know which one's more taboo, but they're both so taboo. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I love it, yeah. and uh, those are my favorite topics to go into. All the ones that everyone's like, eh, let's not go there. I'm like, oh no, let's go deep in there. So definitely, yeah, me too. Thank you guys for a part two. But thank you so much for being here, love, and tune in next time. Yay! Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of the Shadow Priestess Embodied Podcast. I love this conversation today and look forward to bringing on more incredible guest speakers to take up the space and just have a platform to share their genius. And in the meantime, if you're ready to unlock more of your magic, to find the courage to walk your unique soul-led path, then the doors to my group mastermind emergence open November 1st. Click the link in my show notes and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for joining me today for another juicy episode of Shadow Priestess Embodied. I absolutely love diving in and having these conversations with you all. If this is an episode that you found intriguing, that you found some nuggets in, please share it with a friend and be sure to subscribe and follow me so you can be present for all of the upcoming transmissions, activations, and downloads that I'll be bringing to our community. Have an absolutely magical day and I'll see you soon.